0: Say goodbye to Scott White for a week. After today, bye, Scott. That was kind of a really <laughs> negative way. That was pretty hard. <laughs> She's going on vacation. I'm just saying, get your fill of Scott White. Where are you going?
1: Going to San Francisco.
0: Okay, for gonna, what? Gonna check out a game. Uh,
1: AT&T Park. Gonna see a little Giants Diamondbacks action on Monday. Nice. So that should be a good. Oh, that'll uh, actually
0: be a pretty big game.
1: Yeah, it will. It wasn't at the time I bought the tickets, but it ended
0: up working out. Always wanted to go to that park. Are you gonna? Are you gonna be in a canoe or a seat? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll go the seat route. <laughs> I, I don't know that the canoe would really. It, I think, I, for I, kayaks, I think it'd be kayaks, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, kayaks.
1: I, no. I, I think it. Uh, I think it'd be kind of boring.
2: Sorry, really. Al. I didn't realize you
0: were such a boating
2: expert. Over yeah, there. everything nautical. <laughs> this, is, this is where you go for that. So
0: it's Tuesday, July 26th, and this is Fantasy Baseball Today. Scott here uh, for his last day until next Tuesday, so the rest of the week, me and Al, and then uh, some other fill-ins. But uh, let's recap Monday's games and look at your emails. DM Baseball at CBS.com. DM's in Devin. M's in Mesoraco. That DM suggestion came from an emailer. we actually have some interesting emails today. Follow us on Twitter at CBS Fantasy News and Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. Hope you started your Rangers last night. They were mentioned as having one of the five best matchups in Scott's hitting planner while they set an MLB season high 27 hits and 20 runs. They went crazy. And Michael Kadire actually came in and pitched yesterday, and he escaped a bases loaded jam. So good for Michael Kadire. He's good in the clutch. <laughs> yeah, that was a big outing for Kadire, giving the Twins <laughs> something to think about. All right, three up, three down, three hitters trending up. Derek Jeter is three up number one. He tripled and homered yesterday against the Mariners. He drove in three runs, and in July, his batting average is .324, his OPS over nine hundred. Are you guys buying this?
1: I don't know if I'm buying these numbers specifically, but I think Jeter is reminding us why he's still a relevant fantasy shortstop. And for head-to-head purposes, I, I wasn't really down on him. I mean, he isn't who he was, but you know, remember a few weeks ago when I made that Stephen Drew trade, and you guys were like, oh, it's a steal. It, it was just meant as a short-term fill, and I still saw Jeter as my starting shortstop over Drew, and, and obviously he is now because yeah. Drew's out of the equation. But uh, he, he's uh, uh, in the top 12 shortstops. He's near the bottom of that list, but I still say he's in the top 12.
0: Cliff Pennington. Now, this is a shortstop-oriented three-up, by the way. Cliff Pennington on a seven-game hitting streak. Now we're going into deeper leagues. Seven-game hitting streak, 13 hits, two home runs, seven RBIs in those games. He's owned in 16% of
2: leagues. Al, you care? Nah, not, not too much. Um, you know, I don't think Pennington was as bad as he's been this year. There is the potential for a little bit better. So we're seeing, I think, a, a bit of an evening out with him.
0: Okay, then let's look at Mariner shortstop Brendan Ryan who is hitting two ninety two home runs, nine RBIs in 20 July games. He has been the second-best Roto shortstop and the fourth-best head-to-head in the last two weeks, last 14 days, mm-hmm. and he's owned in 8% of leagues. How do you compare him to Cliff Pennington? We're just getting worse and worse and worse on this list here. <laughs> if,
1: if Brendan Ryan has a breakout in him at, what is he, 30? Uh, Yeah, he's he's
2: nothing. (laughs) No, it's not not a breakout. He can hit for average, um, I think, like with Pennington. Actually, all three guys, I see this as an evening out because all three, Jeter, Pennington, Ryan, have underperformed. But none of them. Jeter, like Scott says, is a a borderline viable guy in standard mixed leagues. But the other two, nah. Deep AL only, you like Pennington or Ryan? Pennington just because I think it will give you a few more steals.
0: So three down now, three players trending down. Ryan Howard. Slugging just three thirty three in July, and his batting average in July is two twenty seven.
2: So he's cold. What's going on there? Ground ball mania. He's uh, hitting more ground balls this month. I, it's a very short-term thing so far, so I wouldn't get alarmed. Um, but that's, that's the explanation, at least for the last uh, three, four weeks.
1: Yeah, I don't think it really changes him. I haven't I haven't removed him from the must-start list okay. in the hitting planner, <laughs> which, of course, says Sacred. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Would uh, you consider him
0: a buy-low candidate?
1: I guess here's my take on Howard. I always thought he was a little overrated um, because I saw him as an all-or-nothing guy who happened to hit for a good batting average one year. He's... The all side of that equation, I think, at this stage of his career is a little lower. So he's now more of a 30 to 35 homer guy than a 40 to 45 homer guy. Uh, and that's still that, that, that's still a valuable first baseman. Somebody deserves to start in all leagues. A potentially a buy low candidate, but not a buy extremely low candidate. Uh, still going to be on the lower end of the top 12 shorts uh, first baseman, kind of like Jeter is. The top 12 shortstops.
0: Three down, number two, is an outfielder who's owned in 66% of leagues, and he has been awful all year, batting 162 in July. No home runs, three RBI, two walks, ten strikeouts. So I will ask you,
2: should you drop or stash White Sox outfielder Alex Rios? Standard mixed league, it's time to drop him if you have not dropped Rios already. Like I say, he's done nothing all year. No signs that that's going to change. Wait, is this guy done? Oh, he's, he's Too Too young
1: to say he's done, but I think I I agree with Al for this year. It's probably about time to write him off.
0: Definitely drop him for Desmond Jennings? Yes. Okay, Jordan Walden, three down number three. He's not having a bad year. the RA just over three after yesterday's bad outing, but he blew his seventh save in 30 attempts. Now, that did break a stretch of seven straight scoreless outings, but... Is he a high-end closer, Jordan Walden? Seven saves blown in 30 uh, opportunities, not attempts, that, is a lot.
1: That is a bad percentage, but you look at the game log. He hasn't allowed more than two runs in a game all season. That, that's not just earned runs, that's runs. So I, I feel like a lot of these blown saves were. He hasn't gotten as many of the three-run lead save opportunities, so it, it's left him with less of a cushion than some closers might have. And plus, it's his first year being a major league closer. There, there's still some uh, learning with that killer instinct.
0: How did you know that? Did you look at the game lock today? Yeah. Oh, man, that's impressive. I <laughs> just thought log. I
1: pulled that off the top of my head. Maybe. Well, it's,
0: you know, game logs are not <laughs> hard to find on <laughs> <It's called> the <laughs> World Wide Web. All right, so, uh, sorry, Al. Yeah, there. no,
2: no, and I was just going to piggyback on that, that the Angels do have one of the worst uh, offensive teams in the major, so it's really not too surprising that he wouldn't have a lot of big cushions uh, when he's called into the game. So I, I don't think uh, Walden's a high-end guy. He's, he's had a good season. Um, but you know, with closers, with the the smaller sample sizes, their stats tend to be a little more all over the place, so if you compare him to somebody like Joel Hanrahan, who doesn't walk very many batters at all, gets a lot of ground balls, I mean, you look for somebody who's got stats that are almost off the charts to really peg them as elite guys. Walden's not quite there yet.
0: But a good explanation for those seven blown saves in 30 save opportunities. A high number, but not getting much of a cushion. Okay, the rotation, five pitchers from... Monday's games that caught our eye. Looking at Fausto Carmona, six scoreless innings against the Angels, four hits, three walks, three strikeouts. So we said on Sunday uh, he's, he was a two-start guy. We said we wanted to see more from him. Now we've seen a little bit more. Al, what do you think?
2: Yeah, and now I still want to see more from Carmona, <laughs> unfortunately, because the, the end result and those two starts coming off of the DL have been really good, and yet the supporting stats haven't really been that much better than they were before, and he hasn't had the toughest um, – toughest opponents either. In fact, he had the Angels, who I just mentioned are one of the lowest scoring teams in the major leagues in this last start. So yeah, my opinion on Carmona has not really changed yet.
0: How about James McDonald? Now, so here's a guy, awful on the road this year, and he doesn't pitch deep into games. He only went five and a third in Atlanta yesterday, but scattered eight hits, no runs, no walks, nine strikeouts, really jumps out. It does.
1: It, it, It was a high strikeout team that he was facing and he has been a guy who has gotten strikeouts before. So I wouldn't say this line necessarily surprises me. If if he can get more consistent on the road, obviously that would improve his fantasy value. But the five and a third innings, it, it still bothers me. It, I, that needs to change. I don't think he's gone seven innings
2: all season, has he? Mm, I think so, but, I mean, not very often. Yeah. Not very often.
0: Did you stay up for that game? No, I didn't. It was on national TV, right? I think think it might have been, but it was rain delay. A lot of rain delays yesterday. And if anybody stayed up for the Red Sox game last night, good for you. R.A. Dickey, he struck out seven in six and two-thirds against the Reds. He allowed two runs. So Carmona...
2: McDonald and Dickey
0: are owned in 33 32 and 34% of leagues.
2: And I do not get this. This has been a thorn in my side every week when I do the pitching planner. Because you like Dickey a lot more, right? I do, and I don't understand. <laughs> uh, he's just been in a stalling pattern in terms of his ownership rate, and yet he's been very good for most of the season. So hopefully this will up his uh, his popularity in fantasy. I think he deserves it.
0: All right, so you're looking at a guy who's owning the same amount of leagues as those two. Yeah, he's the, only- the one to get.
1: Dicky, I think, if he was available in any of my leagues, I'm picking him up. If I haven't already, those other two guys, mixed leagues, I'm not. I'm not really caring about them.
0: Right, here's a tough one: Would you drop Michael Pineda for R. A. Dickey? Mm, that is tough.
1: <laughs> I, I'd stick with Pineda for now. But come on, <laughs> uh, on how many teams is Pineda the worst pitcher on the roster? He was on my
0: team. Really? I yeah, dropped that's him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Jason Vargas <laughs> has been pretty bad since the All-Star break. He has a 9 9 ERA and an 0-3 record. Four runs in four innings last night against the Yankees. So he is owned in
2: 55% of leagues. Now here's the deal with Vargas. Because my, my even with this stretch, my opinion on him hasn't changed at all. I think he's still viable in standard mixed leagues. Certain weeks, certain matchups. And the thing I always say about him, I feel like I've said this, you know, like every show, so uh, it's probably getting old. But um, fly ball pitcher hitting either good power lineups or in a home run park, disaster waiting to happen. Well, look at those three starts. At home against the Rangers, second best home run hitting team in terms of home run per fly ball ratio. And then two road starts, Toronto, Yankee Stadium. There you go. Predictable. Predictable.
0: Uh, So I don't know if anybody's selling Jason Vargas, but you could potentially buy low on him.
2: Yeah, and in an AL-only league, sure. I think that's a good idea. Mixed leagues again, you know, he'll be on waivers and pick him up when he has better matchups.
0: I'm intrigued by the fifth guy in today's rotation, Ruby De La Rosa. De La Rosa has a 2.25 ERA in 4 July starts, 23 strikeouts in 24 innings. So, do the math, he's only averaging 6 innings per start, but he's owned in 29% <laughs> of leagues, getting some strikeouts and pitching okay. This this sounds kind of familiar. Doesn't it? James McDonald. James McDonald. <laughs> the Dodgers
1: traded James McDonald. And Ruby De La Rosa here is taking his place. Same basic pitcher. Yeah, at least more ways than be. one.
0: Uh, well, what do you think about him?
1: What did I think about McDonald? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Carmona I, I or think, De La Rosa? Well, I think uh, I'd go De La Rosa because I don't have much confidence in Carmona ever becoming more than a borderline waiver type. I guess the main thing that distinguishes De La Rosa from McDonald, since I made that comparison, is that De La Rosa is still at an earlier stage of his career, so I I feel like the upside could potentially go higher with him. Agreed.
0: Injuries, news, and notes. And it starts out with the trade rumors. So the Nationals and the Twins are talking, Al, and the Nationals are interested in Denard Spann.
2: They are. They are. They seem to be really, really uh, pushing to get a new center fielder. Uh, I think they've been involved in Rasmus talks. i uh, not sure. I know there have been some other names out there, but the latest is Denard Spann. So even in spite of the fact that he's still out with a concussion, they're very interested in acquiring Spann, and there may be some common interest there because the Twins apparently are interested in Ian Desmond, and they're definitely interested in getting a reliever. Uh, Tyler Clippard is one name that they've been talking about, uh, so I'm not sure that the Nats are going to part with Clippard, but. There's a possibility there. So that's something that people both in Eno only and AL only need to pay pay attention to because Span could be no longer uh, playing in AL only uh, by the end of the week. Could be a new option in Eno only. And
0: Ubaldo Jimenez, you told me before the show... A source says there's a 50 percent chance, or better than 50 percent. Yeah,
2: chance? 50/50 was what the quote said, and obviously, you know, people are just throwing out numbers. That he, 50-50, you know. 50/50 that
0: he gets traded.
2: 50/50 that he gets traded, and that is significant because before it was more of a no chance, slim chance, uh, you know, more of kind of just a, a crazy speculative thing. Now, at least according to at least one source, um, that this this is a very real possibility that Jimenez could be on the move, and there are uh, I think five teams in talks with the Rockies. Right now. I uh, know the Tigers are one. Uh, Yankees have to be one, right? Yankees were one, too. Uh, and I want to say the Rangers. I'm not certain about that. but uh, The
0: Rangers want everybody.
2: Yeah. I have, that's what
0: I've noticed. Every, like, prominent player, Beltran, Heath Bell, the Rangers keep popping him You know, Jimenez has such a great contract, and he's pitching so well. The only negative that I've seen about him that would give a team reservations is, I, I guess, there's some concern about his delivery And if he could have future arm problems. But it seems like a guy that, based on what he's being paid, I would give up a lot for him.
1: Yeah, I I think that's the bigger reservation for these teams is that the Rockies, they're not going to trade him just to trade him. They want a huge return for him. Because, like, I mean, the Rockies aren't an organization that's going to be down for years. They could win the division next year. So, uh, obviously, Ubaldo could potentially help them with that,
0: but... If they get enough in return, those guys could help them with that instead. So the Red Sox basically make up about 50% of today's injuries. Kevin Youkilis left Monday's game with tightness in his hamstring. Never good to have a leg injury and never good when it involves Kevin Youkilis. But we don't know the severity right now.
1: Yeah, they, they make it sound like it's not a big deal. Uh, so I... I'm, I'm not particularly worried at this point, but like you said, that it's still pretty early in the process.
0: Yeah, I would be upset because he's on my podcast league team, but, you know, I'm done with in that league anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drop Ugalis, and all the listeners can go oh, ahead. Oh, great. And, no, That's... No, I won't be that guy. <laughs> J.D. Drew will be placed on the DL today with a left shoulder impingement. So obviously good news for Josh Reddick, who is on the most added list. Most added, most dropped, coming up in a few minutes. And John Lester returned with five and a third, seven hits, one run, six strikeouts against the Royals. Predicting big things in the second half from John Lester?
2: Sure. He's going to be just fine. Um, Still be one of the top fantasy pitchers. And don't be too worried about that five and a third. He was on a pitch count uh, last night.
0: Brad Lidge is back. He threw a scoreless inning against San Diego, 11 pitches, seven strikes. So he's not the closer now, and we'll keep you updated if anything changes, but... Right now, we're still saying Bestardo or Madsen? Madsen. Madsen. Okay, and Lance Berkman missed Monday's game with a sore right shoulder. Berkman is day-to-day. Johan Santana was very pleased with his bullpen session.
2: I, we mentioned him on Sunday. I don't remember how in-depth we went. We did, and uh, I think what we just talked about was the potential return, which is really no clearer than it's been for months, but a possibility that Santana could be back in late August. Pedro
0: Alvarez is back. He's up. Alex Presley on the DL. Any reason to go pick up Pedro Alvarez?
2: Sure. With the way that uh, the third-pace position has worked out this year, Kevin Uchulis, who knows? Maybe he uh, is out for a while. Uh, Alvarez is uh, certainly an option. Valencia or Alvarez? Alvarez. Uh, And how about a Justin
0: Morneau update, fellas? What do we think? Still,
1: still hasn't started hitting yet, um, but has been doing some running and, and other baseball like activities. <laughs> the The loose timetable still looks like mid August, and, and, you know, with him, who knows? <laughs> he, might, he, he might end up missing two weeks
0: after that, six weeks after that. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> what an optimistic <laughs> outlook for Justin Yeah. Bonnell. Okay, more from Around Baseball for the last time until next Tuesday for Scott White. <laughs> Colby Erasmus is homer in consecutive games. Does anybody care? Yep. Other than well, all the, t- I, the trade that are partners,
2: probably <laughs> care. Yeah, the they
1: Cardinals care. 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 He he was he started those two games, by the way, because Berkman was out
0: of the lineup. Okay. Yep. Uh, three hits for Chase Headley. So how about Chase Headley compared to Pedro Alvarez? Who do you like?
2: Well, I like Headley better um, because Alvarez, there's obviously some risk there since he really didn't produce much before going on the DL. You know, young player, relatively untested. Headley, we pretty much know who he is, although he's been better this season. Um, Yeah, I think he's a a safer option than Alvarez. Any
0: concerns about what Cliff Lee did yesterday, got lit up by the Padres? Four innings, ten hits, five runs. No. No concerns.
1: Too bad starts this month, but we've talked before about how he can be yeah. a streaky pitcher.
0: Very weird. Chipper Jones came back. Homer in a steal. Right off the DL, Scott. Pretty cool.
1: And a strained quad. Again? Right off the
0: DL.
1: <laughs> yeah, he actually came out for a defensive replacement, but it doesn't look like a big deal. He actually homered after the injury, from what I understand. So, 39-year-olds, you just don't know, but... He's probably okay.
0: Well, he's owned in 74% of leagues. So fantasy owners obviously so, want something from Chipper Jones.
1: Chipper Jones, Valencia, Headley, or Alvarez, right? Is sure. that the
0: choice? Sure. Ed Jones, right? Uh,
1: probably. It depends what you need because Alvarez, I mean, he could come up and, and just completely blow up and, and uh, be a must-start option for the next 10 years. Or he could come just up and completely blow
0: up without the word up.
1: Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, so, so if you're lot. looking for a guy to stash on your bench, I'd say Alvarez, if you, if you need him as a regular part of your lineup, Chipper or Headley or any of those guys.
0: Justin Turner's owning 30% of leagues. He's on a seven-game hitting streak. He has scored six runs in those games, and he doubled twice Monday. Here's a guy
2: who's eligible at second base and third base. Al, what do you think about Turner? I think that ownership rate is probably about where it should be, maybe could stand to be a little higher because, again, the, the middle to bottom rungs at second base. There's a lot of interchangeability there. And, and you know, Turner's probably a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. But, you know, nothing, nothing for standard mixed league owners to get too excited about with this hitting streak.
0: Turner or Jose Altuve, who had three hits, including two doubles yesterday, and now has seven hits in five games. I'm going Altuve.
1: Altuve and yesterday's game was actually the first time he really impressed me. Those were his first two extra base hits. But one thing, obviously small sample size, but only two strikeouts and 17 at-bats for him. So early indications are, even with the jump from double-A, he's not overmatched.
0: Finally, we get a good start out of Kyle McClellan.
2: It's been a while, but Mitchell Boggs got the save Monday for the Cardinals. What, what was up with that? Five-out save, uh, came in in the eighth inning, Cardinals scored some runs, no need to use a. The, the actual closer solace. So don't read anything into that. Um, he'll still be middle relief set up. Jason Kubel is off the DL, and he homered
0: yesterday. And he's been okay. Not great, but pretty pretty solid since coming off the DL, especially after yesterday. Owned in 63% of leagues. Is he under-owned, over-owned? What do you think?
1: Maybe a little under-owned. Uh, what's it was interesting about that homer yesterday is it came off a lefty, and that's usually the problem for him. But I liked what he was doing before he went on the DL, had the batting average over 300, was looking more like the Kubel of two years ago than last year. I just think the struggles against lefties are going to be enough to make him um, more of a bench option in mi- mixed leagues than a, a starting option.
0: So the Rangers yesterday, they scored 20 runs, and every starter had a multi-hit game except for one guy. And that was Chris Davis who went 0 for six. He
2: frustrates yet again, yeah. Chris Davis. Yeah. So if you're looking two for errors. Reason, two errors, oh god, and two errors, two
1: errors. That's, Chris Davis,
2: and he's definitely he a good third defender. base. Yeah, he
0: yeah. played third base yesterday. That
1: that was the part that stuck out to me in the box scores. Not all the hits for everybody
0: else, but oh, Chris Davis, Chris Davis. <laughs> you're blowing it again, buddy. So <laughs> if you're looking to get optimistic about Chris Davis. uh, well, maybe we'll wait another day. Now, two guys yesterday <laughs> threw uh, six scoreless innings. One was Derek Holland. One was Mark Burley. Both Holland and Burley own in about 70% of our leagues. Holland's just weird, you know. Two complete game shutouts, then he got lit up. Now six scoreless innings. So who do you like better,
2: Holland or Burley? Week to week, I'd say i like Burley, Burley better. I mean, clearly far more consistent. He's extremely yeah. consistent. Yeah.
1: Burley's really surprised me this year. Uh, not... Throughout the year, but just recently looking at his numbers, yeah. I was like, "Whoa, what's up with Burley?" This is his lowest ERA since two thousand five, when he was fifth in Cy Young voting. So, uh, I I don't know. Uh, he's never a guy looked at to see if he, He's never a guy I've looked to see if he was available in my league. Sixty seven percent owned, though. I mean, if if that's the kind of pitcher he is this year, then he's you got to pick yeah. him up.
2: I think. I still think he's a little bit. Um, Over owned because that shows that there's some mixed league, standard mixed league owners that are keeping him on the roster, and I, I see him as more of a, a you know waiver pickup uh, and, and cut kind of guy. Um, and, and this was you know a typical start for him against the Tigers uh, last night because he gave up, I think it was 10 hits in those six innings, but no runs. And what he does is he, he does put on a fair number of base runners, but he hardly gives up any extra base hits. And that's interesting. He, I don't think he had a single extra base hit uh, off against him in that game.
0: Yeah, and I, I heard last night while watching the game, he's on pace for over 200 innings. So yeah. that's pretty good, too. Most added and most dropped in our CBSSports.com leagues. Number two, number one is Desmond Jennings. We've talked about him. Number two is Josh Reddick. Reddick is now owned in 41% of leagues. JD Drew is on the DL. So this is a guy who had three hits yesterday. He just keeps on raking, mm. and it could be time to pick up Josh Reddick. Could
1: be, but I think this is a little much.
0: 72% ownership? No, I screwed that up. It's oh, okay. 41% ownership. Um,
1: I'm looking at old Jennings yeah. here. Yeah, it's okay.
0: 72% is Desmond Jennings. And that makes me Josh feel Reddick. better, then.
1: 41, yeah. it's probably about right. Maybe even go a little higher than that. Uh, but the thing about Reddick is probably not going to play against lefties, and...
0: Not going to hit 366 forever. <laughs> okay. Um, Freddy Garcia is number five on the most added list. He pitched yesterday. So he's in a similar boat with Mark Burley and Derek Holland. Are you guys buying into Garcia anymore? Faced the Mariners and did well.
2: He, no, I mean, I thought he was a very good start for this week, but this may be the, the pinnacle of his 2011 season this week with two really good matchups. So uh, not to say that he wouldn't be usable again later in the year in, in some standard leagues, but... Uh, that's pretty much as is, heartily is as I can recommend Freddie Garcia.
0: Number six is Jeff Neiman. I know Al likes Neiman better than Garcia. Yeah. Does Scott?
1: <laughs> yeah, better
2: than Garcia. Yeah. Not as much as Al.
0: You guys don't like Freddie Garcia that much. You,
2: you like him no. not as much as I like him, or not as much as me as a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer that.
0: Al or Freddy Garcia? <laughs> Who would you take
2: to get... I'd take Freddy Garcia. ...to get
0: one big out? All right, Juan Nicasio is number nine. Nicasio is owned in 30% of leagues now, so that's right around Carmona, Dickey territory. I know you like Dickey better than Nicasio. How about this, Nicasio or Ruby De La Rosa?
1: Think? I would go with Ruby, probably. Nicasio... He has shown me something from time to time, but usually when it's a quality start, it's barely a quality start and not with enough strikeouts, really, to make a difference. De La Rosa, as we said earlier, is going to give you strikeouts at least.
2: Yeah, I would actually lean Nicasio. Uh, I don't think it's a big difference, but I I think Nicasio's command is a little bit stronger and more consistent.
0: Number 17 on the most added list is Dodgers reliever Javi Guerra. Should we just call him Dodgers closer, closer Javi Guerra? I think we can do that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, at this point. He's only 29% of leagues, so this is a guy yeah. to pick up. He got his eighth save last right. night. Right.
1: People are just continued to ignore him, even though these saves have begun to pile up for him. I'd, I'd say uh, if you need saves, absolutely pick him up.
0: Isringhausen or Javi Guerra?
1: i got to go with Guerra because Isringhausen, there's the threat of him getting traded.
0: Exactly, uh, yeah.
1: There's a threat Guerra could lose his job, but I, I think that's lower than Isringhausen getting traded.
0: And the most drop list now. Five players on the most drop list. Number three, Philip UMBER. So, what's going on with the White
2: Sox rotation right now, Al? A little bit in flux. Uh, UMBER should start this coming weekend, but uh, he was put in the bullpen. Uh, for about a week's time, and uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see because I could see a scenario where Ozzie Guillen uses him maybe for a, a long relief stint, and maybe he can't start this weekend. So I think that may be part of what's going on here with these ownership numbers is that uh, some people didn't want to use him in, in standard mixed leagues this coming week. But um, he's also not been quite as good the last couple of times. out. But I, I think long-term, unless there's a change there in that six-man regimen, that uh, Umber will be fine. Yeah, he's down 11
0: percent to 71 percent ownership. Number four on the most drop list is another guy down 11 percent. It's Jason Bay. Would you drop Jason Bay for Josh Reddick?
1: I think I probably would. Yeah. I Jason would. Bay got his 12th extra base hit yesterday of the season. It's awful. <laughs> that's that's awful. He has nine steals. He's going to have more
0: steals than extra base hits. So he's I'm a bum. And you know it. who the next Jason Bay is? Uh, Jason Woods. Oh, you Jason, think? Mm. I I would not have signed either of those guys to the money that they got. Well, Worth was pretty obvious. I don't I don't think
1: anybody but the Nationals would've done that. <laughs> okay, good. But uh, I, I have a little more hope for Worth than I do for Bay.
0: Bay's... Worth is definitely more athletic than Jason Bay, but I just never watched Jason Bay and was wowed. I never understood how he put up the numbers. But no, we'll see.
1: I, I, but he put him know, up. He, he put him up.
0: Yeah, it, not just it wasn't just a Red Sox thing. No? He was great with the Pirates too. Yes, he was. Um, Carlos Carrasco is number five on the most drop list. Uh, what do you think about Carlos Carrasco, Al? He's still owned in 54% of leagues.
2: Yeah, maybe slightly low, but uh, pretty much in the right ballpark because that what that says is that he's getting dropped by uh, standard mixed league owners when he doesn't have great matchups or only one start. And I expect that in a week or two that number is going to go back up. And I think that's pretty much where he needs to be the rest of the season. Do you like Carrasco or Freddie Garcia? Carrasco.
0: Uh gosh, uh, soon soon I'll find somebody you like Garcia more than uh you like uh yeah that you like less than Garcia. Kyle Loesch is number seven on the most drop list. You don't like him less than Garcia, do you?
2: Uh, I don't, but um, I'm on board with the drop in in Loesch's ownership rate. I didn't really understand why he was up in the 90s for such a long time. He's having it a was dec- a long time long time. Yeah. So uh, less than
1: six innings in six of his last nine starts. You don't even have to look at what his ERA is during that stretch. That's reason enough to drop yeah. him. Uh,
0: and Anthony Rizzo is number 10. He's now down to 22% ownership. So you, uh, we've lost faith in Kyle Loesch. What about Anthony Rizzo? Oh, yeah. No, he's clearly not ready. Yeah, he's in the minors. Oh, he's in the minors. He's That's in the right. minors. That's, so Adam Azer. No, he's being held in, <laughs> in 22% of leagues, though. Yeah. So what's up with that? Is that people losing interest in their fantasy leagues? Um, <laughs> maybe. No, I mean, I'll, there's a...
2: some uh, keeper leagues, and he clearly yeah. should be rostered in those.
1: Right. I, I would be surprised if his, if everybody in the world was paying attention. I'd be surprised if it dropped below 15%.
0: Quick pitch time. One player in the AL, one player in the NL to keep an eye on, and Scott's AL player is Danny Duffy. He's owning 12% of leagues.
1: Yes, he is, and if his recent performance is indicated any indication, I think that number is going to go up and should go up. The main thing for him has been improved control. His first six starts, the number of walks in those starts were six, three, one, three, four, four. His last five starts, the number of walks, one, 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 one,
0: two. Two. Yes. <laughs> I, I cheated. I looked it at your paper.
1: <laughs> so. Pretty good. Yeah, that's a big development. Particularly for a young left handed pitcher. Uh, once he figures out how to throw strikes consistently, it's usually just a matter of time before the big breakthrough. Hasn't necessarily happened yet 408 ERA, 136 whip in those five starts, but six innings or more in three of the last four and, and 9.1 strikeouts per nine innings during that five start stretch. So I think Duffy uh, going against the Red Sox on Tuesday. If he does more of this, if he limits the walks, if he shuts down the Red Sox lineup, that might be all it takes for him to get picked up in mixed leagues.
0: Shuts down the Red Sox. That would be That's very be impressive. It, Although very they did impressive. have a late night last night, so maybe that'll help. Maybe it will. Uh, Al's AL player is Jake Arietta, owned in 43% of leagues, started in
2: 22%. Yeah, And there's nothing really wrong with those ownership and activation numbers for Arrieta, but I worry that he's on the verge of going from very overrated to maybe underrated uh, because he was getting a lot of love and fantasy early on with all those wins. Well, those wins have stopped. The last four starts, he's 0-3, and he's been genuinely bad over those four starts. But I do have some hope for Arietta, because like some of the other pitchers we've talked about, McDonald, De La Rosa, uh, Arrieta's a pretty good strikeout pitcher, has some control issues. Um, but what's really gotten him lately are the home runs, seven in those last four games. Um, I expect that he's not going to be continuing that long term. He's a decent ground ball pitcher, better than somebody like James McDonald. And uh, I don't think he should necessarily be less popular than say McDonald is. So um, in deeper leagues, potential buy low opportunity for Arietta here, because I don't think he's going to continue to be as bad as he's been. Scott's NL player going with
0: Colin Cowgill of Arizona.
2: Right. When Jeff Blum
1: fractured his finger on Sunday, I think most fantasy owners thought that was good news in and of itself because it meant he would stop starting games <laughs> at third base. But the side effect, which may end up being better than Blum getting out of the lineup is Colin Cowgill is on his way to the majors, apparently. Uh, this is a guy who was always regarded as a decent prospect, but this was the first year in the minors where his numbers just, whoa, something's going on with this guy. Um Triple A Reno, 354 batting average, 13 homers, 30 steals, and a 984 OPS. Uh, they have Gerardo Parra this has been starting in left field. I don't think they would call Cal Gill up to get less than the majority of the at bats at that position, even if he doesn't quite play every day. So, certainly in in deeper NL only leagues, if he isn't owned already, you've got to pick him up. Uh, maybe even smaller NL-only leagues, and I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that he could end up making a mixed-league impact, too.
0: And let's finish it off with a guy who almost made three up today, Al. Yeah, I was actually surprised he didn't, so I yeah.
2: pounced on the opportunity to... I,
0: I was going to actually save him for tomorrow's show, because I, I had a heavy show today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, let's put Yadier Molina tomorrow, but then you quick-pitched him.
2: I did, and I actually wanted to do this like a week ago, so... Um, <laughs> The the, the good game just gave me the the extra reason to do it. He did go three for four uh, on uh, Monday night, and uh, that included a home run and a double. And Molina's really been a a different hitter this year. He's continued to hit for a decent average, but the the power is like something we've never seen from him before. He has eight home runs already. That ties a career high with more than two months left in the season. He's hitting doubles. Um, He is hitting more fly balls, and so as we've talked about in past shows, you know, if you Aim to hit for more power with more fly balls. That's generally more sustainable than, you know, if you look at home run per fly ball ratio. So there's some signs there that the power increase for Molina is here to stay. Plus he's at an age where he could be having a a genuine breakout, even though we forget that he's just in the prime of his career because he's played for so long. Right. So Molina, I think, is legitimately working his way up. Uh, the ranks of fantasy catchers, uh, even though there's, you know, some guys younger than him that have, I think, been getting a little more play as breakout guys this year. Good for you, Yadier Molina.
0: The other Molinas are very proud. It's time for <laughs> emails. DM Fantasy Baseball at CBS.com. First one comes from Jarrett, the Canadian in Korea. Dear Laser and Blazer and Taser and all kinds of Azers. That's why you were first today, Jarrett, because of that awesome intro. Uh, But he has a question for Alan Scott. I play in a 12-team mixed head-to-head league, struggling with mediocre starting pitching. So he's going to give his pitchers and some guys on waivers, and you let him know if he should drop and add anyone. Latos. These are the pitchers he has. Latos, Cahill, Shasin, Anibal Sanchez, Wandy Rodriguez, and Jordan Zimmerman. Latos, Cahill, Shasin, Sanchez, Wandy, Zimmerman. Okay, on the waiver wire, we've got Liriano, Dempster, Lilly, Nelasco,
2: Floyd, Danks, Lubke, Wolf, and Fister. Very surprised that a lot of these waiver wire guys are on the waiver wire. In the twelve-team league, really, and this is difficult because I don't see any of Jarrett's uh, pitchers that he actually has as droppable. I'd say the closest one, closest ones, would be Zimmerman because of the impending uh, shutdown and Cahill just because of his inconsistency over the last couple of months. Um, so.
1: Yeah, I want to drop Cahill. And
2: and nah. I
1: think until Zimmerman goes down, I, I don't think I'd be willing to exchange him for any of these guys either. I actually like Francisco Liriano a little more than Matt Latos. I know you like Latos a lot, but I, <laughs> I think the innings thing with him is enough that I'd make that swap. But I agree, that's... There, there's not much you can do here otherwise.
0: And those guys will be available, obviously. I mean, if if all those guys are available now, you could probably wait a little while and yeah. get some more info. Uh, next one is from Matt Trainer in Red Wing. Matt Trainer, the uh, former Marlin. Well, it's different be, spelling, so... Yeah. No, not Nobody knew that. that you blew yeah. it out. <laughs> hey, we're trying to make our podcast look more popular. Hey, Fantasy <laughs> Frolicers. I think I just made a trade, oops, in a dynasty league, so uh, he's regretting this trade. Okay, this is a weird email. (laughs) Triple sport league. So here's the trade. I just traded Gallardo and a second-round NFL 2012 rookie pick. Rookie pick. For a first-round 2012
2: MLB pick and Randall Cobb, a wide receiver (laughs) for the Packers. I'm already out of my depth here. Because I can only stick to one sport at a time. Well,
0: the question is baseball-related. So I thought Carlos Martinez was available for our rookie draft, but he was already drafted under the name of Carlos Matias. Dope! Uh, that was a horrible doe, but he did write doe. Did I just make a huge blunder, or should I be satisfied getting Tawan Walker or Dylan Bundy or Bubba Starling? <laughs> <laughs> it's a prospect's question.
2: Yeah, and I don't... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, Martinez would be the best option out of that group. But, um, yeah, I think that you'll do okay with uh, certainly with Bundy or, or Starling. And maybe you'll get something out of Randall Cobb
0: for the <laughs> maybe. Packers. okay,
2: I don't know what a
1: second round rookie pick is. I mean, I play fantasy football
0: in a rookie's only draft. You can only draft this rookies. Is-
1: isn't the league like weird enough with the whole triple sport thing? You got to throw in a rookies only draft in there. I guess so. It's uh,
0: this guy's pretty hardcore. <laughs> he's, he's even emailed he fantasy a- football. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Evan from Los Angeles is next. Hey fantasy darlings, our league goes back and forth. This is another weird one. All right, this is a, just an interesting email day. I really like it though. Our league goes back and forth from head to head to Roto year to year. Last year I was the champion in head-to-head, but this year I find myself in sixth place, 40 points behind the leader in Roto. Can you discuss how head-to-head differs from Roto in terms of strategies for winning, drafting, rotating bench players, and cutting bait on slumping players?
1: Now I have a, some pieces that come out every year kind of highlighting these differences. So if I can channel channel that channel and it. come up with an answer on the spot here, um, I would say that the biggest difference between head-to-head and roto, roto, you like the way I said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the it, pretentious white over <laughs> here. <laughs> is that uh, number number of pitchers is less important in roto because obviously if, if they're making more starts but hurting your ERA and whip, it's going to hurt you. That's the pitching end of the spectrum. The hitting end of the spectrum, I would say that the peripherals, the walk-to-strikeout ratio, doesn't have the direct impact in Roto that it doesn't in head-to-head leagues. Extra base hits, like doubles and triples, don't either. So that can change the hitter's values and and make guys like Chris Young more valuable in Roto uh, and make guys like uh, the preseason example is Logan Morrison. That doesn't really apply anymore. But...
0: um, Bobby Abreu, right? yes,
1: Denard um, Span. I would say when on base healthy. guys, right? Yeah, on base guys are more valuable in head to head, and uh, th- those are the main differences for me. Just this, I- I'm more likely to disregard certain players in head to head because I feel like because of their value in roto league, they get overrated in head to head and and go for too much. Uh, so I- I'm more selective about what players I choose in that league.
2: Al, do you want to add anything? No, I thought that was good for on the spot. Yeah, pretty <laughs> good. And he's about good. to go
0: on vacation, folks. <laughs> Barry from Ontario, I just sold high on Aramis Ramirez and Desmond Jennings, and I acquired Evan Longoria, giving up Ramirez and Jennings for Evan
2: Longoria. Good deal. Yeah, yeah, I like the deal a lot. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't call it selling high on Aram, but that's a, that's just picking nits. Yeah, good deal. Mark from Natick, Massachusetts.
0: Now that Michael Pineda has gotten lit up in his past two starts, I've become very concerned about what to expect from him the rest of the way, especially since he'll likely get shut down at some point. Who are some starting pitchers I could target in a one-for-one trade where I'd give up Pineda before his value completely drops off?
1: I would think that you're going to have to sell him for less than his numbers look like. And... We could argue about whether or not that's worth it. Um,
2: well, I, uh, two names come to mind, and one is one we've already mentioned—that's R.A. Dickey because you know you, he's you, very wow. under underrated. Uh, a yeah, guy, like no. no. guy that I like better than Dickey, I think, is closer to getting the, the actual value is his is, is teammate Jonathan Neese. That still that
1: still seems too low to me. How about, I, mean, I think he's,
2: he may have a hard time dealing Pineda though, and I think you know. How about John Banks? I know you guys yeah, like No better. no, that's an that's excellent idea.
1: I I think Madison Bumgarner's a possibility too because his win loss record is still kind of out of line.
0: Yeah. How about Hiroki um, Kuroda? Cuz I believe that he is going to get traded yeah. and we'll start winning games. I
1: I think that would be a little too low end for me too. It's
0: really? Yeah,
1: it's a fine line. I mean, if, you, if you're saying you want to trade Pineda before his value falls and you're targeting guys like that, well, you might as well just wait until his value falls. Okay. Yeah,
2: and you know, a couple more names in terms of risk, but I think potential for really good performance, uh, Jake Peavy and Eric Bedard. I hate Peavy. Yeah, I hate Peavy too. <laughs> Bedard, if he comes back. think. Nope, Bedard I is coming that. back this yeah, week.
0: Yeah, if he comes back and looks good. Yeah. A few more here. Dear Dontrell Willis is... JK from Sydney, fourteen team Roto, non keeper league. These are my outfielders. Berkman, Zobrist, Worth, and Snyder. Should I drop some of them and pick up one or two of Logan Morrison, Alfonso Soriano? So would you drop Berkman, Zobrist, Worth, or Snyder for Lomo or Soriano?
1: I drop Snyder for Lomo.
0: Yeah. Alright. Nathan is next. Should I trade Utley, Crawford, and Heath Bell? For Brandon Phillips, J. Bruce, and J.J. Putz. Giving up Utley, Crawford, and Heath Bell. For Phillips, Bruce, and Putz.
2: Utley over Phillips, sure. Crawford versus Bruce.
1: Yeah, You really? Like I, no, no, no I, I
2: actually was going backwards okay. here. Okay. So I like Utley. I like Crawford. Uh, no, I wouldn't do this.
1: Yeah, Utley, Crawford, Bell is is better than
0: Phillips, Bruce, and yeah. Putz. Miller is next. In a vacuum, who would you rather have going forward? Lester or David Ortiz? Lester. <laughs> between Lester and Canerco?
2: <laughs> Lester still.
0: Lester. Lester it is.
1: I, I, I just think it. I, I use the term in a vacuum sometimes too, but I think it's weird when the people asking the questions are using it because they're obviously not thinking about it in a vacuum.
0: They have a specific situation going on. That's kind of true, yeah. <laughs> in a vacuum is a weird yeah, yeah, no, I know I know what you're saying. All right, Matt is Plus next. Plus, I literally picture them in a vacuum. <laughs> Matt is next. I was offered Tulawitzki and either Aubrey Huff or Eric Thames, along with John Neese. I would be giving up McCutcheon and Gallardo. I can pick up Beachy or Danks to replace Gallardo. So would you give up McCutcheon and Gallardo to get, let's say, Tulawitzki, Eric Thames, and Jonathan Neese? Knowing you I, can pick up Beachy or Danks.
1: Yeah, I, I think... Uh, m- the getting Tulowitzki there, right? You said Tulowitzki. Getting
0: Tulow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, you had a, I lost it in there. Yeah, getting too low in and of itself, I think, makes that deal worth doing. McCutcheon's a high-end guy himself, but obviously to much deeper position. So you combine him with Guiardo, That's a way to trade up to a player like Tulow.
0: Yeah,
2: no, I like this a lot.
0: Hey, fantasy. Insert clever pop culture reference here. I'm gonna say, Hey, fantasy Captain Americas. Does that work? Works for me. Fantasy Captain America's 10-team mixed Roto Keeper League. Pick four of these guys to keep. Pedroia, McCutcheon, Longoria, Verlander, Halliday, Felix, Lester. Pedroia, McCutcheon, Longoria, Verlander, Halliday, Felix, Lester.
1: Well, you know I'm keeping the three hitters, Pedroia, McCutcheon, and Longoria, just because that's what I do. <laughs> the best pitcher to keep.
2: I have to go. Halliday here. Yeah. I know Verlander has probably been the best so far, but
1: are you keep, are you keeping any pitchers over the it, hitters?
2: No, not not besides Halliday. It's very hard, but uh, no, these are three elite type hitters. And finally, that was from Chris in
0: Indiana, by the way. And Chris Weiss, Gera, Isringhausen, Bastardo, or Lidge. Rest of season. I'm gonna say Javi Guerra because we just talked about that. Is that right?
2: Yes, it is right because each of the other 3 housing, Bastardo, Lidge—very uncertain.
0: That is it, Scott. Have fun, man.
2: Thanks. I'm gonna miss have, you. Have fun so with Al. Scott me.
0: is gonna be calling in on Wednesday and Thursday shows, um, so we're looking forward to having you. <laughs> Just kidding. Scott will be back on Tuesday for Al we Scott White and our producer Jeremiah Thermidor. I'm Adam Azer. Talk to you later.